Welcome once again to the Western Sports Football Club podcast. We're slightly late recording this round, so we've got a double dose of football action to discuss. We've also had a little trouble finding people to join in with us who seem to be capable of holding a conversation, but we've managed to find a future tonight. For a second successive Saturday, we managed to pick up a maximum of nine points, and the Saturday just gone, oh, sorry, and scored nine unanswered goals in the process, and we backed that up with another seven points this weekend. We're in our second pub of the evening, as the first pub we tried unfortunately didn't have any Wi-Fi or signal at all, but they did have a nice roaring fire, which is sadly lacking from where we're sat now. If you're interested in our predictor score, the prize pot is still £1,000 for just a £1 stake and you can get enter by getting in touch with us via social media and alternatively all of our players have entry slips. It's Tuesday the 29th of January and with me tonight are Ant Heron, Aaron Sweet and Matt Phillips. So, start off, we're going to go back, cast your minds back lads, it's the weekend before the last one and the first had a home, ga- uh, had a home game against Swanage. Um, and Swanage's results of late haven't been quite as you expect. They gave us a bit of a bit of a hiding when we went down there early in the season. And for the first five minutes, they started quite strongly, and it was a bit like, here we go again. Yeah, like we said, I mean, we started off, you know, pretty poorly again. We didn't start great there last time, and um, and yeah, I just think I don't know what it is. There's a few changes to the squad. I don't know if that that affected it, but yeah, we. You know, first five minutes, they could have easily been probably one nil up, two two nil up. They had a few chances, but uh, thankfully not. Yeah. So um, after a while, though, we did sort of manage to get in the game, and probably against the run of play, we got a we got a goal, took the lead. So yeah, you were involved, combining up with Harry, and before you know, Harry lays it back to Murphy, and it's in the back of the net. Yeah, it was um, it was good work down the left side by me. Um, <laughs> seen Harry open, played it through mate's leg straight to Harry, and he's knocked it through to Murphy. Tapped it in. Classic Murphy's one 0 Murphy. Murphy's obviously on fire at the minute, and um, it wasn't too long in. I mean, Sammy Watts had a couple of decent saves to make, uh, and before we got too far, there was one that rolled straight back the post, and um, it was a back pass. It was a little bit short. He did well to get in the way of as well, I think. Oh, he's just a joke, Swats, isn't he? He's, he's just so good. I don't, when anyone goes clean through, you just you, you, you really back him to. He's just not going to consider. No, Murph. Swats. Come on, Philip. Um, so yeah, he, he's great keeper, and um, yeah, again for the team time this season, Swats has, has saved us. We also had the opportunity where they, they, uh, they hit the post, hit the inside of the post and managed to go out for a goal kick, which was a bit of a relief sort of to us all, really. Uh, and I guess we were sort of back in the game a little bit, but it wasn't as sort of comfortable as we like. But uh, we did manage to double our lead sort of about 10 minutes before half time. Um, Harry doing well down the left and Henry on the end of it. Yeah, it's quite good with Harry, isn't it? Can you, you sort of clip any old ball <laughs> over the back four and Harry makes it look good? But um, no, Harry, to be fair, I can't, I can't really remember. I think Harry was chasing down a defender and actually caught him in possession. I, think, I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, did well, laid it across and Henry was there to sort of tap it into an open net more or less, wasn't it? So we got to 2-0 at half-time and I guess probably we were doing a little bit the scoreline was better than we perhaps had played but it's a good place to be and we'd sort of got on top towards the last sort of 10 minutes and you're thinking we can probably go on and win this or we certainly should go on and win this and being 2-0 up at half time 
Uh, yeah, to be fair, Alex Murphy <coughs> stepped up his game again, uh, put us into a good position, uh, scored the third. Uh, I can't really remember much more than that at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> well, it was a good week and a half ago. I expect we've all had plenty of uh, time passed since then. Um, <laughs> so, the third goal for us was... Um, I mean, and, and you had a chance you were put through before we got the third. And What a save. <laughs> what a save by the keeper. Yeah, I, yeah, I got put through. Um, keeper made a good save, but then luckily Murph popped up to get that third and sort of just killed the game off really didn't he by it I can't how did it come about I'm reading the notes but I, I think he got played through but yeah. like you say it's a long time ago and, and but the third goal did, did come not long afterwards and Murph sort of capitalised on I mean the Swanage were very keen to play short balls out from the goalkeeper in the back all game and, and it sort of finally caught up with them with playing too much and Murph's intercepted yeah they keep they keep it not being horrible yeah he, he, he couldn't really kick the defenders started taking some of the goal kicks and yeah he Misplaced a pass and Murph scuffed it in, I think, didn't he? <laughs> Scuff, scuffed it in for a second, yeah, which is, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. You've got to be there to take him, haven't you? So, um, and here we go again. It's um, Henry winning the ball. He slips the ball through to Murph, <coughs> completes his hat trick. And not long after that, another bad ball at the back, and Murph bangs in four. Oh, uh, yeah, he was on fire, to be fair. I know they're all tappings, but. He's got to be there in the right places, and he did well to put them all away. He was looking strong. That's why Charter after him. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point for Murphs, it's um, ten goals in seven games for the first team, which is which tells you why Charter after him. Oh yeah, it's a great achievement, especially <laughs> stepping up from the reserves. Getting, yeah, ten goals in seven games is, is good going. Very good going in this league. Standard. He was uh, after his fourth goal. He did sort of run off to the corner black celebrating until he realised no one was following him. I think. Yeah, he had to realise it's Dorset Premier League, isn't it, Murph? Yeah, did, did no one follow him? I love it, I love it. He's listening to this as well. Yeah. Goal, goal of the game was Johnny Manley, so, wasn't it? Well, we'll come to Johnny Manley's then. So, Johnny Manley wins the ball at the back, sort of just outside our own penalty area. And, sweetie, do you want to tell us what happened? Oh, he goes on a bursting run through the middle like he does. Uh, does a 1-2. I can't remember who did a 1-2 with. Yeah. Uh, did a 1-2 with Ant. Ant's chucked it back to him. He's got two defenders around the outside of him. He's just battling through the middle and they've just brought him down to the box. Johnny Manley steps up, takes a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. And a strike Great as well. Penalty. And it was, uh, it was like he'd been taking penalties all his life as well. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. Just, no, no doubt he was never going to miss, was he? He's, he's just that player. <laughs> OK, so that was a good result for the first. 6-0 win at Swanage. And um, I think, you know, we beat Swanage 6-0 there that day and their results have not been great as late. But... That side we played against Saturday, I'm not sure we'd expect to beat them 6-0 and I'm not sure that that side we'd expect to have had some of the results. They were, they were better than the results suggested, I felt. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was a surprise. Because they were, they were uh, when we played them away, they yeah. beat us 5-3. You know, their centre mid scored that trick. Sam Carney's man lost him three times. So that, <laughs> we kept him quiet, thankfully. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm really messed. Yeah, no, they, I don't know. I think they gifted us if we're brutally honest they gave us four goals they gave Murph four goals didn't they so and also you know despite when it gets you know you can play some teams and it gets to four five or six and you know things can either get out of hand they can either give up or they can start putting in stupid challenges there was never any of that it was consistent effort 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 trying to do the right things and trying to get in goals never gave up never resorted to just hacking and it was a it was a you know an impressive performance despite the scoreline 
Yeah, very much so, yeah. I think it was just their back four that gave up, to be honest. Trying to play out around the back too much, and their keeper, like I said, couldn't kick it at all. And it was just giving it away. It was gifting us goals. It's, yeah, it was a weak, weak back four, that's all we can say. OK, so that was a, a good result for the first team there. 6-0 at home to Swanage. The reserves that day had a, well, second v third clash uh, away at Tisbury. Tisbury, who'd won... Every single of their, every single one of their home matches so far this season, and Matty, when you got there, the, the pitch had some sort of standing water on it, but thankfully the referee and everyone wanted to get the game on. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of water around. Uh, looking at the pitch from the sideline um, before the game, um, the pitch is all up and down. So one end's higher than, so one corner's higher than the other corner. Um, the facilities weren't too good, like the change rooms. So it's one of those games where it's going to be more of a battle and work rate and then sort of football will come later and the result will come later um, rather than playing sort of fantastic football really. And for the first half hour it was sort of um, both sides getting used to a boggy heavy pitch and defences on top. Yeah absolutely I think well the back four of uh, Scott Morgan, Bertie, Dicker and um, Houch uh, were very strong um, and a lot of energy in midfield in front of them so it, it never really liked Tisbury we were going to really caused too much trouble within in the first half an hour um, I think our work rate got us on top really OK and then sort of after um, after a while I guess our, you know we did start to maybe edge on top and our wide men started to, to cause problems and the first goal came from came from good work from uh, young Rory Yeah um, I think it was a short corner or, or maybe a quick free kick um, I think Rory's sort of demanded the ball from a I think it was a corner um, short corner and he and he's beat his man got to the byline sort of um, chipped up I think around like sort of six yard box in the middle and Bertie's come uh, climbing in and sort of poked it home for 1-0 pretty much deserved I would say um, yeah and then just before half time we thought we had a second one um, Bertie again tapping home but he was given offside yeah there was two men on the post I think um, I'm not quite sure how the referee comes to decision really but I think the lineman's, linesman stuck his flag up quite late, deemed offside. I think the ref really had not, no option but to really to go with his linesman, otherwise it's sort of what's the point of having a linesman there. But yeah, it was a very odd one. I think that really inspired us to go on and sort of press on for the second half anyway. Good, because you can sort of let that sort of decision get to you, but using it as a, as a positive is a good way to come out. And it wasn't long into the second half that he managed to take the lead and Flem was pivotal in this. Yeah, I think Flem, I think it's... Flem got brought down in the box, I think, for the penalty. Um, I think he, he's the one stepped up and tucked it home to make it 2 0. So, sort of, uh, sort of kicking teeth for Tisbury early on in the second half to sort of give us a sort of main foothold in the game. That's good. So, it's just 2 0 up, and um, not very long after, Joe Jarvis followed up a Dwayne effort, and that's 3 0. Yeah, one exactly a Dwayne effort. It's about five efforts from Dwayne for about two yards to try and poke the ball in. Um, which each time he just kicked it directly at the, think, the defender or keeper um, and I think Joe just come in and from about five yards tapped it into the right side of the net um, to make it 3-0 and, and pretty much deserve really and at that point you 3-0 up you'd, you hope it's game over and um, you know Tisby obviously threw a lot at you but defended it out well and that's a fantastic victory yeah they pushed on the last 20 minutes I think they hit the um, post twice um, but it was all from sort of range um, I think they got in at the back with a header once but um yeah, no, we never look really in trouble. The defence is really solid, and I think that's proven with the amount of clean sheets we've had lately as well. Great result there. So that edges us away from Tisbury and still behind Mir and goal difference at that point. 
Uh, sorry, uh, behind me are on points, but with a game in hand. And just to complete that weekend, the under-18s uh, had an excellent 2-0 away win at Whirl, uh, which meant they progressed to the semi-final of the Somerset Under-18 League Cup. Uh, the pitch was very wet and muddy, but they battled through with second-half goals from Pete Park and Lewis Trussen. Uh, for those interested, the semi-final is on the 3rd of March, and we've been drawn away again, and this time it's to Backwell Athletic. Okay, so that brings us round to <coughs> this weekend. It's gone, and the first team had a, a potentially difficult trip away at Blamford. Um, I think it's fair to say that a away trip to Blamford is a, a tough opponent, and this weekend was tough conditions on a tough pitch, and it's never an easy game out there. No, absolutely not. Um, it was horrible conditions, really, when it, the pitch was <coughs> cut up from the start. Um, he was saying that it, like Sunday morning teams have been playing on it. So, um, so yeah, it worked great, and we had a fair few out to be to you know, didn't have two centre halves. So we our two no, more. so two centre halves out. Uh, Harry Van der up front. Um, Carney was injured as well. Uh, so a few changes, and it's difficult sometimes to adapt to so many changes. Uh, yeah, luckily we had managed to pick up three lads from the reserves, all decent players, <coughs> could come in and do a job. Um, yeah, missing your two centre halves was always going to be a big loss. But then Scott Smith and Flem had excellent game, so it kind of cancelled it out. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, despite the, despite everything, really, we we got off to a great start and sort of started very quickly and dominated the game from the off. Yeah, we did. Um, I think I think it caught them off guard. To be honest, we did start quick and um, plenty of pace. That Nick Voss, that new signing, he's got bags of pace and he so he's getting in behind constantly. Murph was holding the ball up well and um, and yeah, it was it was it was a really good start and um, I don't know we went one up after about was it twenty minutes, 20 minutes yeah. so it's good. And that was a, a nice goal. It was a you know. Got the ball, Merce turning provider for a change. We're not, we're not going to count his assists as well as his goals, but um, uh, put a three ball into Nick and he finished it very calmly and composed. Yeah, yeah, Merce's pass was very Lukaku esque. <laughs> he's just let, yeah, he's, he's had it on the edge of the box, looked to shoot, he's played Nick through and he's took it around the keeper and tapped it in. It was of, well, it was a good finish to be fair to him. Yeah, won the lap, 20 minutes in. Good, uh, good way to open <laughs> your account, I guess. Um, Chick, uh, Blanford had one one good chance, which was a sort of ball went through the middle, really, and um, you expect the centre forward maybe to do a little bit better, but he didn't quite get his shot on target. I don't think. Yeah, he, he put it wide, didn't he? He, he looked quite good as well yeah. that centre forward. So that was surprising, really. But yeah, a let off, um, a lucky let off, thankfully. But um, I think <coughs> that was one of very few chances, certainly in the first half, that we gave them. So thankfully, we went in one nil up. Okay, so he um, came out the second half. Again, it, it was sort of scrappy, but we were on top. There's only sort of one team going to go it, and um, we made it hard for ourselves. And do you want to talk us through the, the first Sim binning? Oh, banter. <laughs> Sim, yeah, we got Sim binned for making a foul. Which it was. It's unusual to see you commit a foul, the referee be called, call you over, point to the three spaces you've made a foul in already, and then send you to the Sim bin. I'm not quite sure. That's the rules, but that's the way it is. I thought they had their centre forward simbed in the first half, and that was very harsh as well. Yeah. So maybe, maybe from our point of view, the referee has been happy, but that's it's an opinion of what everyone tolerates as a as dissent, isn't it? So it's very difficult to, to judge. Um, it's going on, and, and in the end, we scored with about ten minutes to go. Sort of stops you'd come off the bench. Sort of was involved in the move, and guess who's in the middle? Merce, there he is again. 
Yeah, um, I can't remember much of the second goal to be honest because I'd literally just come back out from a shower. <laughs> but I'd heard that Henry had scored the goal. Was it Henry that scored? Yeah, it was Henry that scored the goal. I heard everyone cheering as soon as I walked out the door. But yeah, no, from what I heard, it was a good finish. Henry did well. And obviously, Murph's, yeah, Murph's just Murph. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, we knew we knew the um, we knew it was coming because we that, defending that cricket pitch end of it, it all is. Um, you know that cricket pitch end of it is, is difficult to defend and difficult to get out of um, but we managed to withstand the onslaught until about three minutes to go yeah was a, they played a long ball Flem missed it Matey went clean through shot Swat saved it but then Scott, uh, who gave Scott, it Scott, Scott Smith sorry. slid in and yeah gave him a penalty and yeah they tucked it away so it just made the last three minutes just a bit Horrid. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a definite <coughs> penalty. You can't argue about it. And unfortunately, we lost Plumley to the sin bin again for, for the decision. That's no surprise, though, is it? It is no surprise, but I wasn't far away, and he literally just said, "Oh my god!" And I just can't see how that translates as sin binable defense uh, offense, really. No, it was more so for the chance. There's nothing given for to the challenge. I think he probably deserved it. I mean, like, I mean, you can't. I mean, I'm sure the referee had got sick of him. They're past 87 minutes, but I mean, just on that one incident, I'm not sure it's right. But anyway, we saw it out. So uh, a very good 2-1 win away at Blanford for the uh, first. So the reserves had a home game against Mere Town. So their second week in the run, and <laughs> second v third last week, and this weekend it's second v first. So a win would put us above Mere with the game in hand. Obviously, a draw would keep us uh, the. Uh, was it two points behind I think with a game in hand and obviously defeat is something we don't really want to countenance so it's with the first team being short the reserves were short and some people Matty including yourself stuck into perhaps less familiar roles yeah we had uh, well first of all Jake Wolf come back from a, a knee injury I don't know how long would you say Wolf has been oh, out been and? a good couple of months yeah he hasn't been training or anything he's recently come back so yeah this is his first back uh, first game <laughs> back um and unfortunately, unless he was going, unless he got majorly injured again, he's going to have to play a full 19, which he did. Um, we had Isaac's first start of well, first start in senior football, and, and myself played in uh, sort of hole in centre midfielder. So yeah, three people in um, different positions, which were sort of not so familiar with this season. And, and not only that, the the conditions weren't really set up for the way we like to play. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty windy, so sort of one half kicking into the wind's hard to get out, and second half trying to play balls through and things like that. The ball just carried out, so it's pretty difficult, and um, it wouldn't have been very good for a spectator or wonderful like that. No. And obviously, given the conditions, um, Mir had a lot of possession with the win that they had. Uh, Rich Pippin made one great save, I think. Yeah, I mean, even though we had a lot of players out, um, we still had a quite strong, especially for defensively side, um, the back four was one much change only Wolfie coming in and in midfield we had still plenty of energy so they didn't really create too much in the first <laughs> half they did a lot of position and um, they had one chance I think it's from a from a cross um, deep cross header back stick but Pippen was there to sort of nudge it out and apart from that it, it was not a, a brilliant spectacle first half really so the only other thing that was fairly consistent in the, in the first half was that Mir sort of racked up racked up the bookings yeah, I don't know how many bookings they had. They must have had probably four or five bookings. I don't know how many bookings are in the whole game, but they must have had four or five bookings in the first half. Um, yeah, a lot of it was for sort of dissent, um, silly fouls. Um, and I think they really got on the referees' backs. So it didn't really help their cause, really. 
So we get to half time at 0-0 and um, obviously the, the second half starts and now we've we've got the strong win there and um, we had a lot of possession but didn't really test the keeper I don't think and maybe things change with a, an incident about 70 minutes when Mir were reduced to 10 men. Yeah, um, I think it's the, the striker, um, small chap up front, a lot of movement so he's causing us a few issues um, but I think he, yeah, he sent off for... Um, Sort of descent right in the referee's oh, face, yeah, referee's face, and I think he tried to square up to him after, and it's up to his teammates to pull him back. Um, so yeah, it's definitely standing off, yeah. And a couple of minutes later, I think everyone felt they could have been down to nine, but it was not to be. Yeah, one, I think it's one of the bookings from the first half. Um, I think it is the same play, obviously. I think it's a bad challenge. I think the referees mentioned after the game. Um, he sort of probably shied away from sending off realising it was just going to be a second booking and sort of refrained from it but yeah definitely should have been a second booking to put them down to nine men Okay but with the ten men we did sort of manage to sort of start getting on top in the game and uh, Steve Flynn had a, a good header that was very well saved Yeah Steve Flynn and well, it's main, well a lot from Steve driving from like <laughs> our, our own half into the opposition's defence um, I think he's I think he's played the ball out to, to, to Gay um, I think and then Gay's dinked the ball in from probably about 15, 20 yards and Steve's arrived sort of late with a sort of a, a late header into the far corner and the keeper's pulled off a, a deep, well, it's a decent save really to stop it from being 1-0. And then our other best chance was uh, again come from uh, Rory. Um, he potentially looked like he'd won it, he struck a great shot but deflected off the line by an unlikely source. Yeah, it's come from a corner, keeper's sort of half-heartedly, I think he's just got his hands that sort of punched out and Roy's hit it sort of on the half volley around a party spot, but Jarvis blocked it on the line. <laughs> so, not ideal, but the game finishes 0 0. And I guess before the game, it's uh, with the conditions and the fact that we were down to you know the bare bones, 11 players on the day with a lot called up for the first team. You could look at it as that's a, a very good point, or alternative one, they've gone down to 10 men. You think, well, maybe we could have gone on and won that, maybe we, it's a point. Yeah. A couple of points dropped, but either way, I guess we take it at this stage. Yeah, I think it's more of a game, more of a game we we couldn't lose really. Um, so it still puts us in pole position for the league. And I think if the game went on for five, ten more minutes, I think we would have nicked the win because we were starting to get on top. Um, Steve Flynn was starting to to get their defence with Joe, and um, yeah, maybe maybe if one sub on the bench to put some fresh legs on, and maybe another ten minutes, we would have um, definitely won the game. I think. Okay, so uh, DPL-wise, uh, we're still in third place. We're level on points with Cobham, but we do have a game in hand. If we win that game in hand, that will leave us five points behind Hamrek. Um, I guess there's been obviously a, a fair few games over the last couple of weeks, but I'm not going to read them all out this time. But the one that stands out is from not last weekend, but the weekend before, was the, was the top of the table clash down at Hamworthy, which is Hamworthy Wreck 5, Cobham 6. I mean... You can only imagine, but what a game. <laughs> yeah, it'd have been a great game. Yeah. Two good sides and, yeah, I mean, ideal result, I guess, for yeah. us. So um, so if we win our game in hand, we're five points behind Wreck. We still have to play them at home. I mean, we have to win that game, don't we? Just to open the door for us and Cobham, if we're honest about it. Uh, yeah, to be honest, yeah. Uh, we played home at home last time. It was a nice 1-0 win. Uh, they've got a few decent players, but they're not as... Well strongest team in the league but 
they're not outstanding, so I think they should. Now they've got a few good players. They've got a few good players, but yeah, I think they're easily beatable. Uh, we proved it last time we played them, so yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, well that's an opinion. So uh, anyway, this Saturday it's Bridport. Uh, Bridport's last few games have been uh, a couple of draws, a, a win at home to Parley, a defeat away at Bolty going back into last year, uh, and. We didn't play them that long ago. They haven't played too many games since, but we're going to wear at Bridport. It's a nice big pitch out there, but we know they're always a strong side. Yeah, they're always a good side, and <coughs> naturally they'll have players that perhaps aren't getting minutes in the first team that need to drop down. But I don't know, last time we played their young side, aren't they? And yeah, they're, they're always got a good side. Yeah, they're, they're a good side. Um, so yeah, it'd be, be a good game. Hopefully the weather holds out because I think notoriously Bridport's pitch can yeah, can suffer right can't it yeah so yeah, the pitch is really struggling at the moment <laughs> okay and the reserves and so the reserves uh, that leaves us a point behind Mir with a game in hand uh, Tisbury are seven points behind us with two games in hand so they can close right up still um, so the, the, the last couple of weekends have been have been kind to us so this weekend it's Corf Mullen um, Corf Mullen haven't played too much over the last couple of months four matches uh, three all against Blanford last weekend, uh, an eight nil victory over Dort Sports at the start of the month, and it was a tough game when you went away to Corf Mullen. I think so. Expecting a tough game, nice pitch out Corf Mullen, but you're at home. Yeah, I can't remember the game out Corf Mullen. If I'm honest, <laughs> I think it was a two one win. I think it's quite close. We're going to go. It's a tough game coming out of Alvington. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the under-18s also played this weekend, and on Sunday they beat Minehead 9-2 at Alvington. Uh, this is obviously a good win, but due to Sunday morning dropouts of Minehead, they arrived at Alvington with only nine players, and they put up a very good show and managed to get on the score sheet twice. Never stopped working, never stopped effort, and you know, congratulations to them on actually a bothering to come down and b putting on the performance that they did. A little bit disappointing for us to score two, but uh, for the most part, professional performance to beat the nine men that was there. So, moving on to other news, I presume the way Ant's reacting that Fulham have just come from 2-0 down to take a 3-2 lead. Um, can we still, I, I presume the score at Old Trafford is still the same, is oh, it? Yeah. Oh dear, that's not going very well for us, but never mind. So, in more sombre news, lads in the wider world of football, um, Cardiff break their transfer record, sign a striker they think is going to you know, be that crucial thing just to just keep them up, and then he gets on a dodgy plane and doesn't make it back over the channel ah just horrible isn't it and I, like from Cardiff point of view they must be thinking you know wh- where where is their luck do you, do you know what I mean they because before didn't is it Nathaniel Klein told Warnock he like verbally agreed that he'd go to Cardiff yeah, and then, yeah and then and changed and went to Bourne. but yeah it's just just horrible and you just hope for their family's sake they can recover and I think Add some closure. You might resign this week, didn't he? He was close to resigning. I think he said it's, it's one of the hardest things he's ever had to, to deal with, obviously. And, um, you know, obviously it's desperately sad from a, a, a point of view of there's, a, there's a two, well, two people, him and the pilot, gone yeah. missing. Yeah. Um, you know, the families are obviously, I mean, they must, they must have come to a, some sort of realization at the moment that he's, his probability is he's, he's not coming back. And, um, but, you know, it, he nearly didn't sign for them and wait to the summer. And Cardiff were desperate for them to keep him up. And 
you know, let's, it's, it's a horrible situation and hopefully they'll find a, a resolution sooner or later. But, you know, from, if you're looking at a purely Cardiff point of view and without trying to sound callous about this, he was the person they were going to rely on as a striker to come in and keep them up. Is, yeah. Do they try and do more business before the end of the window or do they just stick with what they got? Can they find anyone else? Or is yeah, he the one they targeted? Yeah, and financially, can they afford it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how strict their budget is, but oh, it's just a hor- horrible one either way, isn't it? Because you don't want to sit and say, right, well, they need to bring in someone else. It, but like, the reality is that their squad, that at the minute, is not good enough for the Premier League. So, oh, I don't know. I don't know how, how does it work. Does do, do they even pay the transfer fee for it? Yeah, they'll, they'll pay the transfer fee. They they will they will get. They will get that money back via insurance, whether it be through insurance they have with their insurers, whether it be through the aeroplane company's insurance, whether it be through yeah. the pilot's insurance, whether it be, it, they, will, they will make the money back. It may take some time depending on investigations and all that sort of stuff, but they will make the money back. But, I mean, there's, there's a, you know, it, it doesn't help it doesn't help the family of yeah. Emiliano Salah, obviously, and uh, it doesn't necessarily help Cardiff stay in the Premier League. So it's a, it's just a tough... Yeah, I, yeah. It's a desperate situation, and we send our condolences probably to all of those family involved and anyone sort of touched by it. So uh, we hope that some sort of resolution soon. So I guess we need to talk about the FA Cup. It's just gone on the weekend. Uh, started off by Arsenal Man United on Friday, and it was a sort of cracking game. Really, it was entertaining. It was end to end. Arsenal attacked, United counter attacked, and what, what, a, what a good game to watch. I'm taking it. You did watch it, Sweet. Oh no, yeah, I did watch it. I just hate both clubs. <laughs> Not really bothered by it. But now United are looking strong again. Lukaku's back in form. His touch is getting better. But Lingard, I hate, hate to say, he's a decent player. He's an idiot, but he's a decent player. Yes, yeah, so United are picking up form apart from this evening, from the sound of it. Um, I mean, I, I sort of beg to differ from popular opinion. Certainly, that was on the telly. I thought, I mean, Lukaku put in two fantastic passes for the goals. Sanchez finished his chance very well but apart from that I thought they were awful Oh, United <laughs> no Lukaku and Sanchez oh right yeah the thing is with Lukaku's assists they're like if if he should be should be that, he's passed the ball to Lingard isn't yeah. he like he's just yeah. squared a yeah. ball and the first ball is good to Sanchez yeah. but he's a 70 million pound yeah. footballer he should be he should be doing that you know <laughs> but yeah I, I don't, Pogba looks good doesn't he his yes. passing and how he like drives with the ball yeah um I just quite like United as going back to that sort of counter-attacking team, don't you? you nice and you know, with—I mean—they brought on Martial and Rashford. Like they—they have got a squad there, yeah. and it does sort of show that actually Mourinho had the tools yeah, yeah, yeah. to 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 make this side tick. And uh, didn't do it. No, didn't do it. And and I know you're losing now, but he's actually won a couple of big games now. Solskjaer. I mean, at first it was our uh, you beat you beat Bournemouth at home, you beat Huddersfield at home, but now it's beat oh, you beat Spurs away, yeah, beat Arsenal away. Just just about to lose to Burnley at home, but apart from that, um, I mean, like you say, I think the um, I mean Lindelof's looking decent, and the game against Spurs, obviously Spurs put on a lot of pressure, and De Gea saved United, whereas yeah. against Arsenal the defence was a lot better, and they sort of kept them at arm's length for the most part they just, yeah they just look a bit more resilient and just feels like they care a bit more and just um, yeah just sort of can put the back when the back's up against it they sort of dig in and and get through it really and yeah they just look better so I guess from a in some ways that was 
you could argue that's the tie they're out to some degree or another Fulham have made it 4-2 just if anyone's interested they're what a comeback and the draw the big tie in the next round is Chelsea United I mean if United are going to go win the cup they're going to have to do it the hard way yeah, but they would have had to come up against the top side eventually, I suppose. But yeah, it could be a bit more of a favourable draw. Um, so yeah, I, I, do you know, I fancy United though. I, I do. I, I, Chelsea, I just don't. I don't think they're ticking properly, and we're all distracted. So we're all distracted because uh, Newcastle have just scored against City, so we're trying to see the goal on the TV. But uh, if we could all concentrate just for a little minute as we watch the ball crash into the net. Uh, is that Rondon? It yeah. is as well. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Spurs for a second. So they've managed to crash out of two cups in a week. Um, that's not necessarily a good look. No, but I, f- I feel for Spurs because any side would miss Kane, Ali, and Son, wouldn't they? Any side. They're their three top, bar Ericsson, three of, the, three of the top four players. And I know people should say, oh, they need to buy in the summer, but they've just bought a new stadium. It's like. In, I sympathise. Like, who do you buy? Who are they going to bring in that's them better than what they've got? Like realistically, so then you've got to bring in players that are happy to sit. What forward are they going to bring in that's top and who's happy to sit on the bench? And it's it's a weird one, but they they weren't good against Palace, were they? Uh, it was it was a poor show, wasn't it? And, yeah, but but realistically, if you're you know Pochettino keeps sort of mentioning about the that he doesn't have money to spend it's not there I mean obviously like it was a bit like Arsenal going back with it probably due to stadium constraints mm. um, finishing fourth for his point of view is probably worth 65 to 70 million for the club for winning the FA Cup is worth 3 million you can see why his priority is to finish fourth oh yeah definitely the amount of injury, yeah, so the amount of injuries <coughs> they've got as well anyway they're struggling as it is I'd take the exits from the cup to focus on the league if you get that top four in the Champions League, yeah, it said the money's better, beneficial. They need that money. Although the club benefits for me, it's not what fans want to see, Matt, is it? They want to see some silverware sooner or later. Yeah, I don't know when Spurs won the last trophy. It was a pretty long time ago, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, probably from a fan perspective, they want to see me in the top four and win a trophy. So The thing, the thing is that they've, you know, they've been a great squad now for a few years. I bet a lot of people tipped them to finish outside the top four this year because... United and, and without, they didn't spend any money they've been playing at Wembley for what, coming up two years now take you know it's, it's rubbish at the minute let's say but it's all a bigger picture isn't it Poch has built this side they've played with each other for three years and I think I hope they they eventually come through and win a trophy because I think I don't know yeah I think it's just easy isn't it it's an easy thing yeah how long do you wait and then like you said Wigan went down the year they won the FA Cup but Winning the FA Cup would have meant so much, would it? Like, yeah, yeah, like looking back on it now, yeah, wouldn't they? The day out, you, yeah. you, you hear, you hear Wigan fans talk now, and they would, they would not change that season for anything. They no. would take relegation again to win that FA Cup again. No, no question about it. So, I mean, in that, let's talk about a couple of incidents in that game. Uh, Crystal Palace had a penalty. Was it um, Walker Peters? Was it Walker Peters to give away the penalty? Yeah, for I, ball? I mean, I did, you, did you see it, sweeter? Did, you, you, you've seen his aunt. Yeah. I mean, what was he doing? I don't. He kind of like. I think he just literally forgot where he was. As soon as yeah, that, yeah, he, yeah. he handballed it, and then was just stood there when he knew yeah. exa- knew exactly what he did. And uh, when it's going against you, isn't it? It was it was such an odd. I felt for him though because he's 
he's quite like obviously right footed, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Townsend was just just showing him in on his wrong foot. Yeah. So. <laughs> so the other one from that, and then Spurs did win a penalty of their own, and you you're you know good at penalties for us when you when you're allowed to take them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Manly Hayden, whoever else gets in front of you. Um, Kieran Trippier, <laughs> do you want to talk us through that penalty? He's <laughs> I mean, the summer seems a long while ago, when it? Cause his penalty against Colombia is good, and he's just out of form. It's just as a bad penalty, wasn't it? Missed the whole target, and I don't know. Yeah, just there's no excuses there. You know, he should be scoring, but just sort of sums Spurs up at the minute, I think. Okay, so uh, Millwall Everton, another big shot. Put your hands up if you saw that one, just so I know who to direct the questions to. Good. I think we've seen the game. I've seen the. Okay, but Everton, Everton went with a strong side, but uh, ultimately. <laughs> Millwall three balls into the box and three balls Everton can deal with and three goals uh, the defending from what I've seen was absolutely shocking it was shambolic their centre half scored two one of, them, one of them was a blatant handball but they've, they've looked at the VR I don't think they've given it well they obviously haven't given it and they've got obviously um, earned themselves a re, um, replay I mean a great image on the sideline of uh, <laughs> like you say the, the goal which is, has got the handball incident yeah, in it yeah. uh, is not given by VAR and yet they're showing it on the big screen and the manager of Millwall said going screw get it off get it off I mean that tells you something doesn't it <laughs> I mean yeah <laughs> if that doesn't say it I don't know what else will sort of do <laughs> but in other news um, also a lot of uh, match day violence in that game and um, I mean surely in this day and age we just can't expect to see this sort of thing at a football match Matty no uh, well no not at all um but it goes back years and years it's been happening I, I think they're on about playing the Nets game behind closed doors aren't they yeah. um, so that make a bit, bit of a statement really if they do that I don't know if that's ever been done before but like, the fighting in that takes took place outside the stadium right yeah. but then yeah. there's that clip on YouTube uh, on Twitter and I can't say what they said but the, the chant the Millwall fans were singing about they'd rather be something than yeah, the scouts yeah, yeah. and it's like it's unbelievable that that mindset. There's like a hundred people like singing it. Yeah. it whatever you, you know, race it still exists quite clearly. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully at some point people will grow up and we'll get rid of the racism and the, and the necessary violence in the in the game. It's it's just a an embarrassment to everybody and a, and a disease. And and I've got to say, in, in Millwall's fairness, in, to fair, sorry, in fairness to Millwall, the stuff they've done over the last few seasons to rid themselves of this reputation has been fantastic the they've won family club of the year today so they are doing everything they can to get rid of this but unfortunately you can't change people's mindset and I saw I think it was John Barnes's quote the other day said you can ban people from coming in the stadium but you're not banning what they think you're just yeah. stopping them saying it in a stadium so even if you banned them from the stadium that stuff still would have happened outside of wouldn't course, it yeah. it just promotes it more Okay, so here's some stats to you then, moving away. So, Marco Silva, manager of Everton. All right, so at Hull, he won seven out of his first 15 games and then one in the next seven. At Watford, he won six out of his first 14 and then two in the next 12. At Everton, he's won seven out of his first 15 and then three out of his next 12. There's some sort of pattern here, isn't there? He must interview well, <laughs> mustn't it? Yeah. He, uh, oh, yeah. I don't, he's what, what's he actually like, I know that what has he actually done they did, did, did alright at Hull they got relegated goes to Watford gets his head turned by Everton messes up the Watford job and then Everton still uh, yeah I mean 
but then I'd, you know Everton got what they got what they asked for didn't they they didn't want Big Sam they were saying weren't they the goals they conceded you know a few of the pundits were saying the goals they conceded against Millwall would never have happened under Big Sam and you know don't get me wrong I know he's can be a bit of a dinosaur <laughs> of football, but you, well, I think that's an unfair reputation, actually. Yeah, well, but but yeah. So I I I think he's very lucky, and I think that people like him. He's like, Everton's a big job, isn't it? Yeah. You know, let's say they're a top seven club, yeah. and, and managers like Chris Hute and <coughs> Eddie Howe. Just I don't know if still they're just not getting that looking. They would not even get a chance. So. Yeah, so I, I don't know. He, he's got to change thing. I mean, they're winning away at Huddersfield tonight, but but they've managed to pick up so far this season against the top eight sides in the league. They've only managed to pick up three points. Is is he getting away with it a little bit? Um, yeah, he's probably he's probably better off like a team relegation. They're trying to fight uh, staying up, <laughs> signing him for the like last ten, eleven games of the season to try and keep him up. Because um, yeah, he's not doing the best ever. And it's really like a Cardiff sign he, sign he, in to keep you up at the end of the season. He's lucky yeah. None of those sides. No one's taken a, a hold of that seventh place, are they? They're all sort of. What are they like? What are they? They're two points off. It looks like Wolves are going to be. You know, they're quite consistent, but I don't know. He, no, he'll stay there. I think. I think he will finish about eighth. But yeah, they're still. But what? What do Everton? Expect? I mean, the, the best they can do is to finish seventh and well, win the Everton Cup, finishing seventh or whatever you want to call yeah, it, because yeah, that's yeah. what that's what they're expected to do, isn't it? But anyway. I guess we might like, Everton fans might be hoping to see a bit more improvement but there we go uh, the other big one I guess uh, Wimbledon West Ham and what an entertaining game that was and Wimbledon were desperate to win that game and West Ham looked like they didn't want to be there they were so so poor in the first half weren't they it was Wimbledon like bottom of League One weren't yeah, they yeah. The, the lad that scored twice was it Waghorn I can't yeah, remember his name he'd, he'd only scored two league yeah but yeah. fair play to him they were up for it but Everton, uh, not Everton, West Ham looked so so bad defensively, didn't they? Yeah. Like embarrassingly bad. I know it changed second half, but they they brought on uh, it, it did a triple sub, didn't it? Anderson, Fredericks, and I don't know Perez, whoever it was. And but still, but they brought on. They made three subs at half time to come back from two 0 <laughs> down and to win the game. But within a minute, they were three 0 down. So it didn't go quite as well as they'd hoped. <laughs> um, uh, no, not to be honest. West Ham can be a good team um, everyone seems to be blaming it on Twitter on the fact they didn't start Declan Rice which I think is a load of bollocks to be honest but <laughs> <laughs> no they, they don't look good a lot of their players obviously want out on out of it is a big fucking scandal from the minute but um, yeah no they ain't looking good they're not a strong team at the moment no. okay, but the, um, a team like West Ham Matty, they're, they're going to finish mid-table-ish let's say they're not going to go they're not you know they're not competing for anything. They're not going down. Shouldn't isn't the FA Cup something they should be going out to win? You know what what have they got to lose by playing a full strength side in that competition? Well, well nothing at all. Yeah, far as them would be targeting that cup as some silverware, a bit similar to Spurs really. If um, I was Lewis Houchin, I'm maybe looking to move sides because <laughs> <laughs> they should be winning that though with their oh, the yeah, side yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, yeah, they should be getting pretty far in that. But I don't know. Okay, we mentioned Arnautovic. Um, the move to China was—he was desperate to go. Then all of a sudden, he's staying. Do we feel like there's a bit of a sort of Ramos Ronaldo in this? I've got a big money offer to China. I've been offered a new contract, type thing. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We well, got one-year extension, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he's obviously got a bit more, a bit more cash. And 
you know, <clears throat> fair enough. If he would, if he just comes out and says, look, it's hard to say though, isn't it? But money is clearly his drive. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. You can't blame him if it's his job, whatever. You earn as much money as you like, but well, I don't know. Fair play to him, I suppose. He's he's got what he wanted, and you, you wonder what that's done for the relationship. Okay, so there was a the, the side he was touted as going to. There is a there's a, a weird not weird I guess, but there's a tax in Chinese football called a luxury tax. So if your club is making a loss, which the side he was going to go to are, then you pay 100% tax. So therefore, they would have had to pay basically in effect 90 million for Arnautovic, which. I'm just going to put this out there. I don't think he's worth 90 million, which sort of adds up to I'm fishing for a new contract, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I never heard of that before, but yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What can you what can you say? Yeah, if if he's done that strategically, then yeah, fair, fair play to him. He's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just gone and got a load more money. And it's all about the money. Then. I d- I d- do you think? I don't think it's necessarily going to affect him playing. I think I think he's just a bloke that carries himself with such confidence. And I d- he's a decent player. Yeah, I think he's really good. So we'll move on from that. So Newcastle have just been awarded a penalty against City. This could be interesting in a minute. Um, the other FA Cup interesting games, I guess Shrewsbury two, Wolves two, Shrewsbury two nil up, but couldn't quite hang on because an injury time. The opposite at Middlesbrough, who were one 0 up away at New- uh, home to Newport, but couldn't hang on. Newport scored an injury time, and Barnet Brentford on last night, which was a was what a hell of a game. game. Yeah. What a game that was to watch! Really entertaining. Um, I guess you know Newport taking Middlesbrough back to back to Wales, and the winners get to play Man City at home. I mean, what an incentive! Yeah, don't get much bigger, does it? <laughs> I mean. Um... Yeah, I, that game was so good. Uh, oh, sorry, the Brett Bar- But yeah, I think I think Newport. Haven't Newport knocked a few sides out now of competitions yeah. lately? Leicester earlier this season, they took Spurs to a replay last year, yeah, and so. they knocked out someone before. Does it Leeds? They beat Leeds, I think. It's somewhat, and you think I, I, I wonder what Tony Pulis will do because obviously they want to win the league. So you know they'll play Man City next year if they yeah. if they go up from the Championship. So I don't know. I reckon that. I don't. I don't think it'd be that big of a shock if they do go and win the home leg. Okay, so there was a the Chelsea game. Chelsea, uh, you know, not good news as we talk about this. For some somehow Burnley are tuned up at Old Trafford. This must be some sort of sick joke. Um, sounds like Newcastle scored from the big TV, but we can't see it. Uh, and also Chelsea versus Sheffield Wednesday, uh, a standard three 0 win for Chelsea, but a VAR incident in there. Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday get awarded a penalty. Any of you guys watched this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we watched the game. Sheffield Wednesday get awarded a penalty. VAR steps in and correctly overruled. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a great challenge. Um, Ampadu put his leg through the side. Mate, he's gone to kick the ball, but he's got his leg just in front of him. Nick the ball away from him. The ref's yeah, blown straight out for a penalty. But uh, rightfully, it was taken a VAR and disallowed. Okay, so Newcastle tuck away the penalty to be leading City 2-1. Um, and I guess the question I have, though, I mean, I think we all agree that it's it's the the fact that the penalty's been overturned is correct. Ampadu gets his foot in the way first, and if anything, the Sheffield Wednesday player kicks through the back of his foot, and Ampadu knocks it out. So there's two things there. You can either say the Sheffield Wednesday player kicked through the back of Ampadu's foot; it's a free kick to Chelsea. Or if you don't think that, Ampadu then kicks it out of play; it's a corner. Why does the game restart with a drop ball? Yeah, no, no, very confusing. But then it, they, they say that there's a drop ball, 
but then the Chelsea goalkeeper just played on as normal. I don't think there was a drop, drop ball situation. There was not yeah, two players involved. Was there no, two he players? Just, he just dropped it at the keeper's feet. Oh, right, and they played. Yeah, no, yeah, very confused about that. But yeah, like you said, it, it should have been a corner if he's played it out or a free kick to Chelsea. But no, is, it, is it because yeah. when the ref blew his whistle or the penalty, the ball's still in play? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because you can look at that and you. Well, if the ball's still in play and he's decided it's not a foul, then maybe. But I mean, the, the Sheffield Wednesday really did boot the back of Ambedi's leg, so I don't know. It seems odd. Anyway, the other game at the weekend I wanted to mention really was uh, Doncaster versus Oldham. Um, Oldham's 37-year-old centre-half, Peter Clark. What a game he had. He made an absolutely fabulous goal-line clearance in the first half. If you haven't seen it, you should watch the FA Cup highlights to see it. It's, it's superb defending. He followed that up by scoring an own goal. He followed that up by scoring the equaliser. He followed that up by conceding the penalty that put Doncaster 2 and up and finished up by being sent off. What a weekend. <laughs> yeah, full house, isn't it? If you're doing Peter Clark bingo. It? it sort of reminded me of... Um, Sounds like Matty Watson would do. <laughs> Jonathan Woodgate had a sort of like... I oh know, you remember that horror debut yeah. he had for... Um, but yeah, did you... Yeah, the penalty as well was... It's a stupid handball. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. But yeah, yeah well... He won't forget it, will he? That's for sure. But, um. The FA Cup is what dreams are made of. So one last question. Um, I'll chat this out to all of you. Kevin Prince Boateng, who thought they'd ever see him play for Barcelona? Anyone? Honestly, but Barcelona did. They just had one random signing each year. Yeah, yeah. Who was it last year? Paulinho. Yeah, Paulinho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's that that I don't know what it is. Some really random signings. Sure, surely... No. Kevin Fitzgerald's got to be worse than Paulino. <laughs> it has to be. I rate him. I think he's a baller. He's been playing. Yeah, he's been playing. He's so, he's so skillful. He's been playing centre forward for Sassuolo in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, really? but he's been banging in goals. He's a decent player. You play too much FIFA. I rate him. <laughs> he played Fox Nine, didn't he, the other night when they lost? Uh, yeah, he did. In uh, they lost to Sevilla, didn't they? Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in the Copa del Rey. Two nil. Yeah, he's played Fox Nine. He had a terrible game. He's skillful though, mate. He's a baller. There's a baller in there somewhere, apparently. Anyway, that's all from us uh, you can catch all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify and anywhere else you can find podcasts please subscribe and give us a nice rating you can also get in touch with us please use the hashtag WFCPod on Twitter and you can also contact us via other social media outlets I'd like to thank Matty Phillips Aaron Sweet and Ant Heron for their time this evening and once again to wish all our teams the best of luck for this weekend thanks all thank you cool